Ave Maria, grazia plena, Dominus Tecum. Welcome back to the Red Text, a crossroads of the holy and heretical. I am your co-host Ryan, aka the Mestizo Mystic on Instagram or just at Mestizo Mystic on Twitter. And my name is Fonzie. I am Witch Illumicente on everything. Oh my god. Hi Ryan. Okay, Hi. so this is so crazy because it's so surreal because like I, I'm so used to like having a conversation with you like face to face, but not face to face. And right. now we're actually having a conversation face to face. In the same room. In the same fucking room. Okay, so for people who are not on the Patreon and can't see what's going on right now, um, we're in my hotel room in San Francisco. Um, so th- we set up like this whole like makeshift like podcast studio in like this really nice Okay. It's cute. You know, when we walked in, I thought it was a little dingy. I'm like, what is with this narrow hallway and this one woman at this small counter? It just seemed um, a little uh, a little haunted. Yeah, it seemed very, like, kind of straight out of a Netflix special. Yeah, it was serving um, Hollywood uh, Tower of Terror. It was serving, like, old Hollywood, like, haunted hotel, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. thought I was going to see, like, the ghost butler like, come off or to take your luggage. And, like, the, the hallway that we actually walked in was narrow as fuck. It was, so narrow. It was like a closet. It was wild. So, uh, yeah, I was kind of sketched out. But then I was... I, I knew. I had a feeling because when I was looking at the reviews for this hotel, like, people love this hotel. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. When we got to the room, I was just like, wait. It's an, it's a night... <coughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> it's the ghost of the room. Just, yes. <coughs> um, Let it come back up. It's a, it's a cute room. It's, it's very cute. cute. So my room has, like, a little, like, living room in it. Sweet. So, like, we decided to set up this, like, little podcast studio in it. And it's working. And it's working. We have the mic on this really cute, round little nightstand that I kind of want to steal, but it's kind of too heavy to steal. I know. It's fucking heavy. Um, so, yeah, this is the first time. Ryan and I have been hanging out for the last, like, couple of hours. Um you picked me up from the airport. I did. I, I had a little surprise waiting in the back seat of my car. It was for a live. Yeah. <laughs> it was a live surprise. Well, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> um, Austin, aka Bannock's Bramble, is also in San Francisco right now, and I did not tell Fonzie that they were with me uh, until they got to the car with me. And fucking Austin doesn't know how to hide properly. So by the time they realized we were approaching the car, they're like moving, which made my whole car move. And Fonzie's like, did, did your car, car just bounce? Move? I'm like, what? No, it does not. I was like, this is a weird feature. Like, it's like coming off of like, it's, it's high. It was, it was, it, and I was like, this CRV's do this? That's wild. <laughs> and then we get in the car and it smells like cinnamon because I just bought a cinnamon broom today. Yeah. Um, and it's just funny, I was expecting you to look at the back seat at some point, just like out of natural curiosity, and you didn't. And then so Austin eventually like said something, and then that's when Fonzie realized and that I they was were there. And I was just like, stop it. <laughs> you said, get out the car. Get the, get the fuck out of the car. And we hugged it out. In the, and I was so happy, because that was the first time I saw Austin in person ever. Yeah. It was just like a, 
it was just like a full circle moment. And it, I, we were just talking, we were just like hikiing while, while we were setting up. And um, it's just wild because meeting Austin today is a weird like full circle moment for me because like while I was like kind of like gathering information and starting my whole spiritual journey, mm-hmm. Austin and Marshall were like one of my main resources for anything. Yeah. You know, and then now calling, being able to call Austin like one of my friends yeah. is so bonkers. It's it's funny that you feel that way about Austin. Um, I think they're just a dumb cum slut. No, I love them. They're so I, smart. Well, I, agree. I agree. I agree. But um, the way you feel about Austin and Marshall, I feel that way about Olivia and Frankie. Because when mm-hmm. I first started my spiritual journey, I distinctly remember watching Frankie and Olivia's YouTube channels so yeah. much. And now, not only would I be able to call them friends now, but they've been on our podcast as guests. Like people I we looked know. up to as inspiration and sources of knowledge are now people we interact with on almost a daily basis. Yes. And are intimate parts of our lives, and who we're eventually going to see in person because they both live in Colorado and want us to come out there and see. Yeah. Them. So it's just crazy to go from being like I hate the term, but like a baby witch who used to watch these people and, and creators, whether that's Marshall, Austin, Olivia, or Frankie, and now we chat every day, and they comment and they're mean to, mean to me on Twitter. Yeah. Like I mean, you deserve it. You yeah. set yourself up for it. Yeah. Because I'm stupid. I mean, we both are. That's why we get along yeah. so well. We're, we're both half of one brain cell. No, but once you, like, get people... Like, this is how... Okay, because, you know, Ryan and I, we grew up gay. So, like, <laughs> if you don't... If, like, your friends don't, like... <coughs> like... What do you call... What is what is it, like... Is it put a stab on you? Or what is it? Like, stab at you every once in a while? Mm-hmm, then mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. that your friends don't like you. Right. You know what I mean? If you're not reading, then your friends don't like you. You guys mm-hmm. aren't friends, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, when when, like... Like, when Marshall, like, comments on a picture that I post, and it's like, ooh, bitch, you look really cunt, you know, whatever like that. So right. It's like, oh, my God. Like, it's wild to, like, communicate in this way with these people that yes. I admired. Yes. Like, I admired, and it's, like, so much more casual. Mm-hmm. And now it's, like, I don't know. It's I don't want to say that, like, I feel like we're equal, because I don't think we were ever, un, like, not equal. Right. But, like... It's like just in a different level with these people. Yeah. You know, communicating yeah. at a different level with these people. It's just, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely wild. The things that have changed for the two of us in our first season and where we are now. Oh my God. We're definitely going to need to do like a redo of episode one of just like, or not a redo, but like a recap. A recap. Because we are just like, because I don't our think practices are completely different. We're not the same ago. anymore. Yeah. No. We're not the same from when we started this. Oh God. I, I, I don't even remember... I remember listening to the first episode like maybe two times. I don't remember. What I can't. We about. I'm too embarrassed. The second hit, like I just remember how cringe I was sitting there as we were recording that first episode and how nervous I was. And I don't want to listen to it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you remember that was like the second time we recorded it? Right. Didn't something happen with the something first... happened with the audio or something? I don't know exactly what happened, but we fucked it up some way, and we had to re-record it. I don't know what it was. I think it might have been. I don't remember what it was. And whatever. It, well, it doesn't matter. It, <laughs> but it was actually the sec that the first episode. This is a l- fun little tip or a little fun, a little fun little fact is the first episode is actually the second recording. We did that was not the first recording. We actually recorded it twice. But I think we it. realized how crunchy we sounded in the first so episode. Crunchy. I don't even think it was audio issues. I think we just we realized so how cringy crunchy. it was that we all agreed to re-record it. Yeah. So. Um, Ryan, I know that for this episode, we didn't really want to have a topic. We yeah. just kind of wanted to shoot the shit. Absolutely. I wanted to kind of talk about, like, without getting too deep or too emotional or stupid. Because, like, 
you being in front of me is going to make me very emotional very quickly. I have that effect on people. I know. <laughs> you fucking stop. What a queer. Um, and also a Leo. Very narcissistic, these Leos. Um, That's just another word for pretty. <laughs> um, the, uh, like, what did, what did you, like, learn? Not, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, magical mm-hmm. in a sense, but what did you, like, learn about yourself after, like, a year of producing a podcast? Oh, man, I just, you know, I have a really difficult time criticizing myself and really doubting how much I actually know and, like, the experience I hold because I always try to remain humble, but sometimes it's remaining humble to a fault where I just consider myself, like, not knowledgeable at all. So Mm. until we would get together almost every week to record an episode, it wasn't until I would hear myself during the editing process talk about how much I actually knew about something and realize, like, when I first started on this spiritual journey, I didn't know jack shit. Mm-hmm. And now when I encounter people nowadays who I realize are kind of on that level of where, where I was when I first started, and I'm able, I get so excited because I'm able to just give so many resources. I'm like, oh, my God, I can see, like, you're new to this. Like, let me just give you recommend this book and this episode of this podcast. And I'm just like, damn, I have become the wealth of knowledge that I wish I had when I first started. And when I hear myself talk about magic and even the things I've learned throughout just this last year with you, it's just like, I gotta cut myself some fucking slack. Like, I may not be an expert in anything. None of us are really truly experts yet, at least in any particular aspect, but like, I'm definitely not a newbie, you mm-hmm. know? And it's like, it's like when I hear myself talk about shit with you, it's like I get to like gauge like, oh wow, I've come such a long fucking way. In from one nothing. year. In one year too. Yeah. Like, yes, from the beginning of my practice six plus years ago, but like even just in this last year, mm-hmm. I feel like there's as cringy as it is that I don't want to listen to the first episode. If I did, I don't even think that my views today would align with what I shared in that episode. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I think they would be kind of like uh, modified, I think. Modified, like maybe yeah. They've shifted a little bit. Um, because I think the one, the biggest thing that I learned in regards to. In regards to producing this podcast is a lot of what you said is like, I realized how competent I am Mm -hmm. and what I do. And it is fucking wild to sometimes see people post us in their stories recommending us to people. Oh my God. When I saw Marshall uh, recommend our episode with Olivia on the story and they have like how many fucking Mm -hmm. followers? I was just like, oh my God. So many people are going to be able to see this. And if there's one person that follows Marshall who's trying to deconstruct Catholicism mm-hmm. and try to incorporate it into their practice and find value in what we do, that is all I want. That's, I mean, we've already had people reach out in this last year of like, oh my God, this is exactly what I've been looking for. Yeah, And we've reiterated time and time again, we never started this, I almost said channel, it's not on YouTube, but this, this podcast, this passion with the intention of being mentors or teachers or anything. We just no. wanted to share, share our, our lives and our experiences. Mm-hmm. And so for people to reach out and sometimes even in tears of like, this is what I've been looking for. Like mm-hmm. I have chills right now just thinking like the impact that we've had. Yeah. I, I didn't have the intention of making an impact, but right. I'm glad that we did. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. Or um, even our rosary circles as part of as part of our Patreon subscription. We get to, <laughs> we get to join monthly rosary live Zoom circles, or live Zoom rosary circles yeah. with, with me and Fonzie. Um, and those have genuinely brought, like literally brought people to tears. As literally my favorite together. benefit that we have. Yeah. It has brought, um, how many times have I cried on the rosary circle? A handful of times. A whole bunch of times. And like one of the first few that we had. You, I'm a I mess, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But um, the energy throughout those too. Mm-hmm. There have been times that we've prayed in those circles and like I could palpably feel the the circulation of of those intentions and mm-hmm. prayers. But um, we actually had one this morning before I came here. Yeah, we yeah, had, we, we did. Had a rosary circle this morning. It was our first. Well, we only have it once a month. But yeah, it was our rose, rosary circle for the yeah, month for this month for November. Yeah. Um, but yeah, how would you answer your question? Um, it's 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 really I don't know. What I learned is that you just don't fucking know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, putting yourself out there is something that I never really, really, I, I never really thought about putting myself out there in this way, right? Mm-hmm. Especially with with producing a podcast, because I never thought that, I never really thought about it mm-hmm. until Burgundy, our former co-host, approached me and said, like, let's talk about this stuff. Like, let's talk. I was like, that sounds fucking incredible. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And it taught me that taking a risk is so fucking worth it sometimes. Oh my God. So worth it. It's so worth it. And kind of putting yourself out there and being okay with the scrutiny, you know, because I mean, aside from, aside from St. Anthony's tongue, we're kind of the only folk Catholic platform podcast out there. Yeah, I mean, at least as, as far, far as, as I, I know, know. It was just, it's, give me back my words. Yeah, as far as I know, yeah. Right. I don't. I don't remember anyone being like a folk. I know that there are like witchcraft Christian mm-hmm, podcasts. Mm-hmm. I've seen. I think there's one I, I, I'm aware of. Which one? Christian witches. I think it's called. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't. I haven't really. I, I think I've listened to a couple of ep- or one episode. I think Michael was on it. That's why I know about it. Okay. Yeah. So. Um, so, you know, knowing that we were one of the first, you and you, me and W, you know, um, to kind of f- form, kind of make this platform. Yeah. I, I didn't know what we were doing until we did it. And I'm glad that we did it. It's know? just, I, I, I um, my bachelor's was in broadcasting and I had a radio show that I co-hosted for one semester and then had my own solo show for a semester. And ever since I graduated college back in 2019, I always, always, always told myself I really wanted to do a podcast, but like I'm horrible at initiating and maintaining projects on my own. So when I had the hand extended to me from you and Burgundy to be a co-host, I'm like, this is finally it, like getting to be a part of a podcast and Mm -hmm. to see it turn into what it is today. It's just like, damn, that wish I always had of wanting to have a podcast, it has come true. Oh my gosh. I just, you just like unlocked a memory. I want to tell the I want to tell this very short story of how Ryan actually became a co-host in the Red Text, okay? Because we don't we don't really talk about how the Red Text happened, how mm-hmm. it was birthed, right? So it started with me and Burgundy just talking online. Like she saw that post that I that whole like you can't condemn mm-hmm. folk Catholics, you know, the one that went viral. Yeah, that everyone found me with, with yeah, which what you found me with, right? So we started talking after she found that that thing. We did a live together where we talked about mental illness. And um, she approached me and asked me, would you want to do a podcast? And I was like, sure. And then we, you, you the three of us were in a group chat. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about something. And there was like some, something you said in that group chat was the catalyst. Well, y'all were asking for like... A name for the podcast yes and then i was like well, what about the red text mm-hmm. and then bam that's how it happened so when you when you said the red text on that group chat 
Burgundy um, in our private in our private chat was like, why don't we invite Ryan to be a co-host? And I was like, yeah, like let's do fuck, let's fucking do that. And then so that's how the red text was birthed. Like it was just. Ryan said something. We fell in love with Ryan, and then we had a conversation. And then Ryan said, "You guys should call it the Red Text." And then we were like, "Okay, that's what we're gonna do." And Ryan is a co-host now, and now we're here. Yeah, and I don't think, not to like in a narcissistic way, but I don't think it would have continued had I not joined because Burgundy had to call out of the the project two episodes in because yeah. they had to con, you know take care Personal of their families yeah and i don't know if this would have been something you would have wanted to have I, carried alone it was just supposed to happen yeah. like all of those things were just supposed to happen like that was just divine like the way everything happened was divine like i was sad when burgundy left but yeah same. you and i really do have a chemistry it's magic what we what we make right the conversations that we have with you and me and also with our guests it's it is it's absolutely magical mm-hmm uh, and, and it's something that not a lot of people have the skills to do, to have. You know, yeah. this is just coming from someone who listens to podcasts where I'm just like, hmm, this could be a little bit better. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to say that we're better at having conversations, but I think we actually are really good at having conversations. Like, we're good oh, at yeah. and making I, conversation uh, with people. I feel like I'm already tearing up. I just feel like this project is podcast is like oh god <laughs> oh emotions i know we see it i can see it oh, i see it in person it was just always something to look forward to even when i was having a shitty week to just get to talk to you a shitty month a shitty month like even those times that i had to reschedule because like i was going through a breakup or just really fucking depressed and had no energy to edit and just mm-hmm. even through those days just knowing that we were going to have conversations and about spirituality and magic in the occult which is just like it was so grounding so fucking grounding mm-hmm. and just like it's one of the few things in my life that when I talk about I'm always told that like I'm lighting up and so to see it for yeah. both of us and to have that space where we just get to share mm-hmm. stories with each other and from our personal experience and learn from each other too there's so many times we've both shared something where we're like oh whoa I didn't fucking think Brilliant. of that yep. and like even we were on similar wavelengths earlier in the year of just having really shitty mental health or just lack of energy but like still making the time and energy to produce these episodes yeah, we synced up, sis. Our yeah. depressive episodes synced yeah. up. <laughs> our depressive cycles were in sync. Yeah, we were, our cycles were in sync. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, a something that forced me to stop everything and just do one thing that mm-hmm. I really loved doing. You know, and it really did pull me out. Even those crunchy, like we were even we were consistent even in those crunchy months, yeah. you know, when we were going through our, like, de- de- you know, our depressive, you know, um, you know, episodes, our, our depressive cycles, we were still consistent because this is something that actually pulled us out of it, you know? And I think, I mean, obviously all you listening, whether it's from the beginning or new are the reason we kept going. Yeah. Because if I didn't want to let other people down by just not publishing an episode, especially after us having received messages of like, like I mentioned earlier, like this is people saying this is what I've been looking for, you know, and especially once we started having a Patreon, I'm like, we, well, we can't quit now. People are paying us money, mm-hmm. you know. So, I think having like having built and had that unintentional impact on people was just also a motivator yeah. of like we can't stop. No, no, it we I don't, and we talked about this at the beginning too. I was like Ryan, we have to promise each other that 
we cannot feel obligated to do this. If either of us feel like we don't want to do this anymore, we stop. Mm -hmm. We just have to stop. And I have never felt like Mm -hmm. I ever wanted to stop this. I still don't feel like that. If it ever happens, then it happens. But I just love this job. Yeah. So fucking much, you know. And I think it's the community that we have not cultivated, but the community that we have gained from it is what really, really solidified it for me, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I have made so much friends through the internet. I'm so grateful for the internet because I have made so many amazing friends through the internet. Yeah. Um, I'm so immensely grateful. Or even just thinking like, I really want Jalen Cross on here, but even just to think like, he's listened to our podcast because he shared our episodes. Like I remember him sharing the one we had with uh, Laura, the Daphne La Echisera episode. And it's just like, this person... Who I've taken workshops with and learned so much from. Published has read author. read their book. Yeah. Published author is listening to our show. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Frankie, published author. <laughs> yes. Listens to our, loves our, fully stands the two of us. And also was a guest on our show. And was influential to us in the beginning. Laura, a published author who is so influential to me, who is like the mommy of folk Catholics on Instagram. Yes. Was a guest on, you know what I mean? It's like, it's... And we're not name dropping just to name drop. We're just saying... No, we love our friends. We love our friends. And it's just (laughs) wild that we've gone from seeing these people as as witchfluencers or authors to community. Community, yeah. And that's exactly what they intended, right? Yeah. They produced these things for community. And it worked. Mm -hmm. Look what happened. But, yeah. God... Okay, so what do you think of season two? What what are some ideas that you want to bring into this new this new phase of the show? Well, I, I want to comment on, um, because I'm sure everyone is very fully aware by now of the new look of the show. Mm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. maybe we should talk about the new look of the show. Okay. Right? Why, why did we go a different, like, way with how the show, like the aesthetics of the show? Mm-hmm. Why is our intro music our intro music now and why is our logo logo now so um i approached ryan several months ago about like thinking about revamping the show and when we were talking about it we had our own little zoom meeting and we were talking about it and i asked ryan what kind of vibe do you want because i already had an idea of what i wanted Mm -hmm. and i asked ryan what kind of vibe do you want for like revamping season two and And again synced up so synced our cycles are so synced ryan goes I think I want something darker. And I was like, say less. <laughs> but I said more, and I was like, I was thinking like gothy church music. Oh my God. And, and Fonzie's like, I already had that music set aside. I, I creamed. I creamed because <laughs> I was like, I have the music. I already have the music. I already have an idea of how to set it up. I had this idea about putting um, um, Ave Maria in the beginning, you know? Um, so. And like having like a church bell and you said church bell, like I want like a dark church bell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I already have it. I have it in my brain. And then I was, ta- uh, I was talking about, Ryan. I was like, Ryan, I love our logo, but I just don't think it looks like us anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's change that up. And so I asked, I always ask you for your opinion first, because I have a feeling like what I'm thinking is what you're thinking. Right. And then when you came up with what, when you said what you were, when I was like, that's exactly right. So the logo that you guys are looking at now was, um, it's just, or just the vibe in general, I feel reflects us 
better. Yeah. We've, well, we've always talked so much and so highly, of course, about Mary. Like, that's what drew us together, mm-hmm. you, me, and Burgundy at the very beginning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so it only made sense to kind of have a divine feminine aspect of our new logo, which you can see in the stigmata that's look, that looks like a, a vagina, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so really representing how that divine feminine energy through Mary or the, the Our Lady of Sorrows, La Virgen de Guadalupe, whatever, whatever whichever. Whatever aspect yeah. you work with. Um, and how we both utilized the rosary so magically and just we really wanted those to be present in our new logo mm-hmm. while also making it darker. And so that's why y'all will see how the logo is much darker than our previous one where it was kind of like a, like a dimly red parchment with the, with the red twine around the nails, which really encapsulated the folk magic aspect. But, yeah. you know, we're both diving and have dived and are diving into darker, not darker magic as in like necrosophic and underworld which we are but just darker grittier less not that we were ever love and light but um you know what i'm trying to say let's it's less church and yes. more witch yes 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 exactly that. yeah you know it's because you know we've always had this platform um fully transparent to everyone that we are we are our faith is our faith and i think that's what season one kind of encapsulated was we're Catholic, mm-hmm. right? But we talked about throughout the entire season about how we are witches, right? And I think the vibe, I wanted the vibe to kind of match what we were talking about or how we identified or the way that we see ourselves now. Mm-hmm. Because I've always seen myself as this, you know, kind of off-the-cuff spooky kid, right? Right. But my magic has also kind of shifted in the darker sense because I've I am dealing with much more darker magic. Right. And I, I what I mean is when I say darker magic, I mean magic that isn't light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's heavy. Like it's heavy magic, right? It's scary magic. It's you're putting yourself in scary situations. You're mm-hmm. putting yourselves in you're putting yourself in potentially uh dangerous situation right where you have to be extremely careful we have morphed into what we thought was beginner right and we've kind of become we're morphing into more in you know intermediate magicians yeah so um and a big part of that is the darker aspect of magic Mm -hmm. you know and we want to be as transparent as possible when it comes to we are folk Catholics, we are Catholic, but we are also witches. Mm-hmm. And being a witch is a big part of my life, you know. Um, so I wanted to kind of to blend a little bit more because I feel like our first season was beautiful, but yeah. it was very Catholicy, right? It was it very was. folk folk magic, but very Catholic. And I feel like our season one finale was the perfect transition into this new season, ending with talking about death magic with Olivia moving from kind of all the lighter mm-hmm. subjects that we talked about into something that's a bit heavier like death magic and now also going into this season being more mindful of like oh yeah like our shit's getting grittier mm-hmm. and we are embracing that shit and yep. i think having that lighter foundation is such a great buffer into going and transitioning into these darker magics because jumping straight into darker magic without really having a foundation in anything else is uber dangerous mm-hmm. like don't go try to conjure the dead without any sort of knowledge or wisdom on protection or even having like an established spiritual court or mm-hmm. knowing how to u- utilize spiritual packs, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, is it still scary to dive into these darker aspects of magic? Absolutely. It always but will be. We have an 
arsenal of tools and experience already at our disposal mm -hmm. to carry us forward into these new areas that are mostly unknown for us to be exploring. So yes, it's still scary, but it's not as scary if we were just jumping straight into this shit with no prior knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think also we've become a little bit more sophisticated. Mm. I think we've become a little bit more polished. Mm. Um, a little posh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel very affluent. I feel very... Um, Bourgeoisie. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Um, so yeah, fancy words like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think I just wanted to polish it up a little bit. You mm -hmm. know, I, I, just aesthetic-wise. Um, actually, there was a really interesting episode on um, Southern Bramble where Austin and Marshall were talking about why aesthetics are important. Mm. And I didn't... I was never really... Um, aesthetics to me are very important. I like aesthetics. Mm -hmm. I'm a very visual person, yeah. right? And when they were talking about why aesthetics are important in your craft, um, it is important in your craft. And when I was thinking about it, I was like, aesthetics are important in my craft because it makes me want to do my magic. It makes me want to do what I do. So I want the podcast to also reflect us because I want it to be something that I enjoy looking at. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So that's also a big part of why um, I wanted to revamp the whole look and feel of I wanted I wanted the feeling to change too. I wanted I wanted it to feel a little bit scarier on purpose. Yeah. Because what we're doing is not not scary. It is scary, yeah. you know. So So yeah, that's kind of the reason why we you guys have kind of seen like a new look to what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our episodes, not to say they were not informative by any means, but a lot of our episodes were very general. And we're going to be getting a lot more specific and including a lot of things we still didn't yet to cover in season one, like specific angels, specific saints, specific mm -hmm. types of magical workings, or even, you know, if we decide to feel comfortable enough sharing how to do, from our perspective, a certain type of working. Um, or experience doing certain types of workings versus just talking about something general like, oh, let's talk about elements in magic. Like, we'll have individual episodes on each element. On air, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I and love that. Um, yeah, just getting, There's just getting gritty. There's a lot of potential to what we're, what we're going to be doing in, in season two. So I, I do like the idea of getting more specific, honing it in a little bit more, you know, talking about things that are much less um, general. Yeah, I like mm -hmm. that idea. Um, talking how many saints do we have to talk about there's a lot of saints oh my god so many I mean just this year alone <laughs> I finally established relationships with two saints being mm -hmm. Saint Francis and Saint Jude mm -hmm. which uh, two saints that are probably most easy to reach out and get a petition fulfilled because they are so eager to help and two of the most popular saints to be venerated and work with so yeah I'm glad I started out with those two. Also, Anthony's fucking wonderful. Anthony helped me find my car keys this morning, so thank you. I thought you said cookies. I'm like, I mean, that's important. Too. My car yeah. key. Car keys. <laughs> my car, my, my, car, my car fob right before I was leaving for the airport. I'm I, like, I lost my car fob. She was hungry. She needed to find her cookies ASAP. <laughs> no, I was, I was doing the whole like cute little incantation. I was like, Tony, I need to find my... my help me find my and I found it. It was in my luggage. I, it was buried under clothes. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. You He's would you would put it there because I knew I knew where I put I know I knew where I fucking placed it to mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, I had I knew exactly where I placed it um, because I had to move my car and my mom needed to move her car whatever I and I I picked it up and I put it exactly where I was supposed to go I was finishing up packing I was I was freaking out I was about to leave the airport before the airport 
And I was telling Tony, I need to find this. And then I was digging through my luggage and it was at the bottom of the luggage, buried underneath. I was like, I did not put it there. Why did you put it there? That's not nice. <laughs> <laughs> He's giving you an unnecessary panic attack. Because he knows I was excited to come. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this a little bit more stressful for you. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, spirits are so funny. Yeah, 100. I want we we never talked about tarot. Oh my god, I know or divination or really. any sort of divination. Yeah, yeah, we didn't have a divination episode. And that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> that's our job. Oh my god, it's so fun. So in my cohort, like, because the psychology program I'm in also has, like, a spiritual element to it, literally we have different WhatsApp group chats. So, like, we'll have one with the whole cohort, which is about 40-something students. And then we made a subsect group chat of just everyone who loves tarot or is interested in learning about tarot. It has about, I think, a little under 20 of us. Love that. And I just met up with classmates last night to watch a film that's assigned for one of our classes for next weekend. And, um... Before we hopped into watching the movie, like we were reading cards for each other, and it's just, it's so much fun, like yeah. to be in a psychology program, a master psychology program with other people who are also still also into spirituality and and tarot, and it's like a different perspective, right? Yeah, it's absolutely. like a different way to talk about it. Yeah, and so that's just, I just love divination. I just love yeah. divination. We definitely need to talk about divination. Like what what what, um, I mean, obviously you use cards, but what. Um, forms of div- divination do you use? You know what's funny? I get a lot of messages. Like, I'm an extremely vivid dreamer. Like, oh. I dream pretty much almost every single night. And I've just started keeping a dream journal again. And, um, of course, I have dreams that are kind of filled with nothingness. But, like, I've had dreams that have predicted predicted future events. Um, the most salient one that I'll never forget is a year before I started high school. I had a dream where I was in PE. And I was looking down at these other two pairs of shoes with me belonging to two other people and I looked up and I saw these two faces lo and behold I start high school and it's those two people from my dream that I'd never met oh my, my god life. yeah and um I had another dream uh I've shared the story before of like the saint who came in my dream and yes I uh, love that story and it's such a niche saint too mm-hmm. and the name too ringing in my head mm-hmm. like that fucking blew me away but I had a, a another dream that same night I don't think I shared that one but um I remember that I was uh, being interrogated by these two church officials um, because of my ability to prophesy. And I was telling them, no, my ability to prophesy, to prophesy comes from God. And um, that just clicked in my head. Like, you know, like this is a divine gift. Uh, I don't have prophetic dreams every night, but when I do, and then those things happen later on, like I feel it in my bones. Like, oh, I, I dreamt about that. And I remember. That's fucking wild. Um, so even though I'm not always going to sleep with the intention of divining, I've had a lot of dreams that have divined future things or if it's riddled with symbolism usually if i sit with and interpret that i can generally um figure out what it's trying to say and so i love so jealous of you yeah i love being able to dream i mean i've also had a lot of sleep paralysis and a lot of nightmares but i I just think the dream realm is so cool i'm so fucking jealous of anyone who can dream because i do not dream I can't dream. It, it's impossible for me. I'm. I was working on it at the beginning of the year, and then I stopped. I just gave up because mm. I, I got frustrated. Um, but I just don't dream effectively. There are times, you know, the 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 times where I sleep during the day. I remember those dreams. Interesting. I'm so much more lucid huh. when yeah when I when I like take a nap. I remember those dreams, but I never take naps. <laughs> I wish I took more, but yeah. I I never I never take naps. Um, but the, the dreams that I have at night, I never, like, I go into, I comatose. Like, I knock the fuck out. And she I doesn't just, sleep. She blacks out. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I black out. And I just, I maybe I'm just not as aware as, aware as I should be when mm-hmm. I go to sleep. I think 
I don't have the intention to dream when mm-hmm. I go to sleep. When I go to sleep, I just need to go to sleep. Yeah. You know, so um, I work a lot, you guys. Do you know the folksy, like, St. Joseph type of dream magic? You told me about it. The sleeping St. Joseph? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious if, like, mm-hmm. that would help at all. It probably would. It probably, I was doing a whole bunch of... I was using herbs. I was smoking herbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did I did a whole novena to Gabriel mm-hmm. to help me sleep. That didn't work. Um, I also wasn't very consistent with it, so that's probably why. Um, I still, to this day, y'all, the only novena... The only novenas I've ever fulfilled to completion are the ones Fonzie and I have done together <laughs> and have held each other accountable. Okay, I can't say the same. I've done novenas by myself, but... At this, I, I know. <laughs> I know. Ryan is not good at doing novenas, but that's okay. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to support them. It's okay. That's why we're here. That's why we're friends. Because um, we complement each other very well. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I just don't, I, I wish, I wish I'm good, I was good at dreaming. I'm good at other things. I'm very, I mean, very... your divination, though, is on point. Thank you. So, like, even though you may not do dream divination or receive it like your your divination skills with cards or other my cards i think my cards are killer yeah yeah my cards are pretty killer um i think working in the setting that i do has helped with my skills in in reading cards Mm -hmm. because it's such a high turnover right like i literally have an event this weekend um, blasphemy which i don't stop talking about everyone should go oh well by the time this is posted it's over well, we're going to have more. Um, but um, it's like being in that kind of a setting, like not doing like, you know, like appointment based like readings and doing mm-hmm. like vendor uh, client sits, read, you read for 15 minutes, they leave, next client comes, you read mm-hmm. for 15. It's a constant flux of energy. Not a lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. Like me and mm-hmm. Franny, we, we vent together sometimes. And me and Franny talk, we, we, we get at the end of like our events and we're like packing up our cars and whatever. And we stand in the parking lot together and we're just like, how do we do this? Yeah. Like, it's not an easy thing to do. And I think that's where my, my cards, my, my divination skills with cards, like really developed were from doing these events. Mm -hmm. It's like high turnover, just constant, like flux of energy and Mm -hmm. meeting groups of, or meeting a person who's one way and then meeting another person who's a totally different way and yeah. like just being so adaptable and then also inviting the spirits oh, that yeah. they that they carry with them at the table and then like changing it constantly and then cleansing it all you know it's like it's a lot mm-hmm. so um but yeah my, my cards are pretty fucking killer <laughs> i've had i've had people tell me that i was their best reader they've ever had like pre- really really prominent like readers who I'm probably not as good at mm-hmm. said that I was their best. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be, I was just trying to read. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, people, people say my cards are good. I'm pretty decent at pendulum. I don't think I'm connected to my pendulum as well as I am with my cards. Cause I just love my fucking cards. Um, bibliomancy is a little bit tougher for me to dissect and to interpret. Um, but I do it. I use it as like supplemental to cards. So yeah. I kind of like add it on to after I do a tarot reading, I'll do Billy Mancy on top of it to kind of gain more insight. Top. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I think we definitely need to have a conversation about divination because absolutely that's a really, really big part of our practice is divination. Um, do you scry? 
You, that's, there you go, read my mind again. <laughs> um, I've tried, and it's not my strong suit, but I also don't practice enough. Yeah. The closest I've gotten is that I have an obsidian mirror, mm-hmm. and I've gotten to a state where like I start drooling, like because I get so <laughs> deep into looking at it, but I don't see anything. Do you actually drool though? Like you I'll literally like it, like if any of y'all are familiar with SpongeBob, like the orb of confusion. <laughs> I'm just like, um, but I don't divide. I just kind of just get stupid for a second. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, oh, I just went into a trance. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of just like zone out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think I stay in it long enough or go into it with a specific intention to, to see anything. But mm. um, no, I, I'm not the best at scrying. I've tried scrying in smoke and that doesn't work. I've tried doing it in water, in mirrors. It, yeah, I don't know. That's something I struggle with. I don't have the patience for it. You know, that might be or I, too. I, I haven't learned to have the patience yes. for it. Yes. You know, because... Like, I get, I'm so impatient. Like, when you do cards, it's right there on the right table. There. Yeah. You know, and then because we've become so accustomed to what they mean to us, mm-hmm. I know exactly what's what, what we're talking about. Yeah. Sometimes I predict the cards that are going to come out. I've like, that I'm just yeah. like, fuck! Like, I knew it. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's not what I wanted you to tell me, but I knew you were going to tell me that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've gotten so. It's so straightforward. Mm-hmm. Like, tarot and, and Oracle is so straightforward. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Oracle is just literally what is being said on the card is exactly right. what the message yes. is, right? Yes. So, um, but like scrying is so much more, it takes so much more skill. Mm-hmm. It takes so much more of your intuition and it also takes so much more of your trust. Like you have to yes. really trust yourself yes. that you're seeing these things, right? Yeah. So, um, so scrying is definitely a skill that I need to develop. Scrying is something that I would love to take to events and do for people. Oh yeah. You know, because I think that's a very... Um, it's a very specific thing to see, like, because it changes every single time. It's not like, yes. so there are times where I'm, like, reading for people and, like, the Eight of Wands keeps popping up. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, is this because I'm not shuffling right? Right. Scrying is going to be different every single time. Absolutely. Regardless, right? Yeah. I want to practice more giving just, like, psychic readings. Like, just, like, sitting with someone and, like, tapping into that psychic reading. Because I've done practice sessions with people. And I always, like, doubt myself. But then I always end up delivering something that... Like, there's no way I could have pulled that out of my ass. Like, I was in a, um, a mediumship development group that was being hosted by J. Allen Cross. Mm-hmm. And we would have practice sessions with different people in this group. And while what I was usually more than often tapping into is psychic and not mediumship, um, I remember I was doing it virtually with this one person. And, um, you know, I can't see her altar. I can't see anything behind her. But I kept seeing, like, St. Bridget's Cross. And she's like, yeah, that's like a spirit I pray to. And I have like her cross like right on my altar behind me. I'm like, okay, there's no way I would have just fucking pulled that out of my ass. Yeah. And so I really, really want to practice more doing like psychic readings because that's something I think I would be too intimidated to sit with someone and try to scry. Mm -hmm. But sitting with someone and just like closing my eyes and tapping into whatever happens, I think that is something I could definitely get better at knowing Mm -hmm. that I've been able to do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I've never actually even, that never really occurred to me to just sit with someone. Yeah, and like, psych like connect with them on a psychic level and see what co- what just see what happens. It's fun. I've even done it with um one of my friends. We, again, we were trying to do mediumship, but it just ended up being a psychic reading. And both of the shit we shared with one another was like, on par, on point. Like I remember I was sitting with my friend, and I was like, I'm seeing like a beach and a couple of these other symbols, and he's like. Me and my fi- uh, fiance are planning our wedding on the beach. Oh, and I was like, "Oh, that's amazing!" <laughs> okay. um, and it tied into other shit I was seeing, but I was just like, "Oh shit, okay, I wouldn't, have, I didn't even know that." And that takes so much of your own trust in yourself. Yeah, 
Because you kind of just have to be like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to name what I'm seeing. And if it resonates, it resonates. If it mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, not everything you are seeing maybe won't resonate. Or you could just be interpreting it wrong. Right. You know. But, um, yeah, psychic readings are fun. Okay. Okay, that might be something I might I might explore. After, let me take care of scrying first, and then we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll move on to other things. Because that, that takes a lot of skill. Yeah. That takes a lot of skill. What about you, Ryan? What, what do you want to bring into season two? Um, what is something that you're really excited about? What's a big idea that you have? I think just like, right now we're recording this um, in the very beginning of November. And by the time everyone is listening to this, uh, it's already going to be almost the, you know, middle to end of January. Yeah. And I hope, I'm hoping that I can follow through with diving into those darker parts of magic that I've been so fearful of doing between the time that we're recording this now and the time that it releases. Mm-hmm. Um, and just working with that fear rather than letting it hinder me from exploring things more. Without sharing too much, what do you want to start doing? Working with the dead? That's not my ancestors. It's spooky. Yeah. Um, maybe not even packs, just like tuning in more to the dead and like getting to know those type of spirits. I actually went to the cemetery for the first time in a very, very long time today because it's not something I do. Oh, you went today? I went today with, with Austin. Um, oh, perfect. Of course. Because I hadn't visited my, I'm very blessed that I have relatives buried in cemeteries south of where I live in South, uh, in San Francisco, in, um, Colma in South San Francisco. Cause there's actually no cemeteries in San Francisco. And, um, mm. I just hadn't visited some of my relatives in a very long time, so I got flowers. I brought a bottle of sparkling wine, so I poured them some libations. And I even poured libations for, like, the spirits of the cemetery. Mm. And um, it just felt really nice. And it was, oh, my God, even just thinking about it now, like, I went through a time warp because I was spending time at one of my relatives' graves, and they're not buried in the ground. They're in kind of one of those, like, wall-type, like, um... Ma- not mausoleums, but like it's a wall where that like that's where the caskets put in versus like being in the grass and the ground. Anyways, I was spending time with my my uncle, uh, my uncle's grave, and then um, it was happening while the sun was setting and like the moon is nearly full tomorrow. Actually, at the day after this recording is a full moon, so it was so beautiful. It was like foggy and misty. It was just so eerie, and I did not feel scared at all. Um, and I was just sitting there talking to my uncle, pouring him some wine, giving him some fresh flowers. And then Austin texts me and he's like, are we going to go soon? It's getting really late. I'm like, I feel like I've just been here for like 20 minutes. And I think like (laughs) almost an hour had passed. And it was just so surreal to have been in that liminal space. Mm -hmm. And it felt like such a small amount of time. But it really went from sunlight out to suddenly like the moon's full and it's getting nighttime. So um, I want to do that more. I want to explore those spaces more. It is an incredibly humbling experience. We talked about it in the in the Death Magic episode. Working with the dead is an incredibly humbling experience. Mm-hmm. Once you make that connection, it changes you. Yeah. It really does. I really that really was a catalyst in my practice was was working with my ancestors and working with the dead and working with the spirit of death. Mm-hmm. And you already you already kind of have a uh, you already have kudo points. Right, yeah. You know, they, it yeah. would send them what they, right? So you already have the kudo points. So I think your transition is going to be much easier mm-hmm. when working with the dead. Aside for, you know, not like my experience is definitely going to be different from yours because mine was just like shell shocking. Yeah. Right. So, um, but it's it's very humbling. And if your practice is not constantly humbling you, you're not doing it right. Absolutely. <laughs> and I've struggled. I, I've shared this before a bit in the podcast, but like the first half of this year was probably the most stagnant my spiritual and religious practice has ever been. 
in the six years that I've had a spiritual, magical, religious practice. Mm-hmm. And um, I just want that to change. And I don't want to keep using work or grad school as an excuse not to move forward in this practice that has, honestly, I don't think I'd be here today if I didn't have these beliefs or this, these spiritual relationships because it's what's anchored me I was just about and to provided me the faith to keep going forward. Right. Like in the darkest times where I felt like there didn't seem like there was going to be a tomorrow, holding onto that faith of like, okay, they've always come through for me. What's going to be different about this time is what's helped me like stay till the next day to see how my spirits were going to help pull me through. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now, now we're coming at kind of the end of this episode. Um, I do want to, um, let folks know that we do have a very um inner interview kind of heavy show right and i think i never want to lose that because yeah. getting the perspectives that we have from our friends is so important to me mm-hmm. and i think a lot of the people who listen to our podcast get get a lot of you know knowledge from from the people that we that we um that we have on so i would love for people to suggest people that we would they would want to hear mm-hmm. perspectives that they want to hear. It, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be anything that is Catholic. I definitely want to steer away from, because if you want Catholic, you got me and, and Ryan. Yeah. Um, so, um, but we do want, you know, Catholic, um, um, you know, folk Catholic folks on like, you know, we had Michael twice in yeah. our first season and also, you know, like Chris and Ramona, I would definitely want Ramona back. I would love mm-hmm. Ramona to come back. Um, but like, I definitely want to talk about Luciferianism. Yes. Because I have friends who are Luciferians. Um, I want to talk about Satanism. And we yeah. we actually already have that lined up for yeah. this season is um, someone who's going to come, come on the show and talk about Satanism because yeah. it's not what folks think it is. Yeah. I would love people to come on and talk about deities too because you and I oh, don't yeah. really work with any specific deities. <clears throat> um, yeah, neither of us. Because really I don't, know. I don't call Mary a deity. She's not a deity. Yeah, she's just a very like she's human. She's, she's a human and a powerful spirit. Yeah, um, she's a spirit. And really, me, I just work with Santa Muerte and Mary. I wouldn't even I, say that Santa Muerte is a deity. Oh no, not at all. She's a no, spirit. She's a spirit as yeah. well, a folk saint. Really, that's yeah. really what she is. Yeah. Um, and I work with you know Francis and 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 Saint Jude, and those are again. Saints are borderline both ancestors and spirits to me. Yeah. Um, well, they yeah, that's so really what they are. All that to say, we really don't work with any deities in our practice, and so I would love people to come on and talk about deity worship. We need and, someone to talk about Wicca. We haven't had yeah. anyone talk about Wicca. Yeah. Right? Because I think there's a lot of misconceptions with Wicca as well mm-hmm. that I think needs to kind of... But also, Wicca is kind of broad, and I don't want yeah. to like think about, like, okay, one person's going to come and talk about all of Wicca, right. you know? Um, but yeah. So I would love for folks to like chime in because this is for you guys. If you guys want something to, if you guys want to hear something, let us know because Mm -hmm. we, there are ways for us to deliver those, those topics, um, topics, people, whatever, let us know what you guys want to listen to. Um, so yeah, Ryan, is there anything else you want to talk about today? before we leave in our first episode of the second season face to face in person no. with you flesh I'm, I'm gonna touch your hand right now oh ah, my god ah. your hands were tiny they are I have womanly womanly hands <laughs> I had a client the other day at work oh tell god. me that um, well I all y'all on male body I was or forcibly assigned male at birth as one of my professors calls it which I absolutely love um, and even though I'm male-bodied, I don't identify as a man but the I had a client at work tell me that um, when a 
a male-bodied person has slender, more feminine hands that they'd be really good at, like, artistic endeavors. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. Well, I can't play any fucking instruments, but um, I'll figure out things to do with these. <laughs> I know. I don't know. And now I'm feeling, like, self-conscious because the, um, I think it was yesterday Ryan said that I had sausage fingers. I don't think I have sausage fingers. No, no. I have no. slender... <laughs> you... I have... My hands are skinny legends. Yeah, they're not sausages. <laughs> Maybe if you have too much sodium one day, but... Oh, that happens. Yeah. I can't fit my rings on my hands because I eat too much salt. Okay. Um, no, but yeah, I don't think there's anything else I have to say. I mean, I think this is a wonderful intro for everyone to know what's coming uh, uh-huh. in this new season. Um, yes. And I'm very excited for the second season, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm so fucking excited to... Me too. Just continue. Here's to another year. I'm Here's so to fucking another stoked. year. I'm so fucking stoked. I'm so stoked to see you in front of my face and to be in the city. I'm so. This is the first night I'm in San Francisco, and I'm very excited for the week that I have ahead of me because I don't have any plans. I'm just gonna wing it. Y'all, Fonzie almost made me cry. They made me a fucking rosary from scratch, handmade. (laughs) It is the most beautiful thing. The pendant is a crucifix, but also with a pentagram in the middle of it, and uh, it's just. It's stunning. I literally had chills run all through my body and my bussy when I opened it. It Oh yay! I'm uh, glad I made your pussy do that. Yeah, thank you. You're so welcome. I think that that rosy, rosary is so fucking beautiful. It so started with the crucifix. I found the crucifix first in an occult shop, and I was like, this needs to be a fucking rosary. Mm-hmm. Like, I was going to make it a pendant. I was like, no, 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 no. I no. need to make it into a rosary. And I wasn't going to... Like, how fucked up would it be if I took a crucifix off another rosary and, like, replaced it, right? So I was like, yeah, no, I, need to make a, I need to make a rosary from scratch. So I was inspired and that's what i do i am so i am so airy you guys i want to do something i figure out how to do it i do it and then it's done and then i won't do it again (laughs) see that's what i admire though because me i'll initiate new things and then never finish them i'll get halfway through a project i'm like well i started it i'm done now i got into like crystal bracelet making for a little bit Mm -hmm. and i made like 10 and i was like oh my god i love this it's my new passion and then i never did it again (laughs) i really like making the rosaries they just take a lot of time yeah and i just with the way i do it it's beautiful it just it's it's so time consuming and i just don't feel comfortable not charging a lot of fucking money like the price point that i told you do you think you would pay that much money for that rosary no yeah it's I a don't lot have of money. disposable money like that it's a lot of but money. i do agree that it would be worth that much it's it's but it's a lot of money it is a lot of money it is with the time that i spent making that rosary that's how much i would want to charge for it and i don't know if that's something that i would want to do i might have to just like shift it but making rosaries is really a really cathartic and mm. and therapeutic thing i was actually talking to my friend cody while i was making your rosary and they post they posted something for the promo for blasphemy about about me they wrote like a little thing about me about it or something about like those who dwell in the dark are not sometimes not born in the void or something like that Mm -hmm. um some of them and he compared me to lucifer and saying like much like lucifer which lumicente is the bringer of light Mm. And it made me so fucking emotional. And I was making your rosary at the same time. And I started crying. Oh! <laughs> and I was like, oh my god! Because I was already getting emotional. Because when I, when I make your rosary, I I don't just make the rosary. I actually, it, I go into a trance. Mm-hmm. So I start, like, it's, it's like, I go into some, like, I go into, like, this this trance when I make, when I make the rosary. Um, so, I, so I read that and I started getting emotional. I was like, 
this is the reason why the rosary is such a beautiful thing and the reason why i enjoyed making the rosary is because it's something spiritually um it feeds into me spiritually mm. in a way and i i really enjoyed making it i just don't know if it's going to be lucrative <laughs> i mean i just know this is going to be my go-to now for Yay. a good minute if it's not. made of obsidian and sterling silver and stainless steel mm. like it is stunning y'all i'm pretty sure ryan's going to post it on their instagram somewhere so oh it's already on my story oh it's already on your story yeah. okay there you, go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go it's very it's very pretty i'm very proud of it oh. i'm glad you have it i'm glad it's yours i'm so well i'm grateful for you because i wouldn't have it if it weren't for you oh i'm grateful for you um is there anything you want to share before we tune out for this first premiere of season two? Nope. That's all I want to say, and I'm so happy I'm here. Well, y'all, this is just the tip uh, uh. of the iceberg <laughs> that is season two of the Red Text Podcast. We are so happy to be back after a much well-deserved break. A much-needed break. Much-needed, much-deserved. Um, yeah. And don't forget, I'm your co-host, Ryan. AKA on Instagram as the Mestizo Mystic or just on Twitter at Mestizo Mystic. And my name is Fonzie. I am Witch Illumicente on all of it. And this is just the first Unholy Communion of 2023. Bye! <laughs> <laughs>